Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. Yeah, I, I think one of the lucky audience members is going to win a pretty cool, super high-end whole home air purifier uh, from April Air. I mean, this thing is the back daddy. This is getting rid of pollen, dander, viruses, bacteria, all that kind of stuff. It'll do, Pet. you know, a, yeah, it's it's a cool piece and it, it's uh, and it's really neat looking too. It is. It looks really great. I was so shocked when I, I, I haven't seen it yet, and so I was like, wow, that's awesome. We put pictures yeah, up on social like a media. Yeah, suitcase. Yeah, yeah it's with it's, lights. It's it's got a yeah. very high visual acceptance factor. I mean, think about it. you're putting it in your home. It can't you know look like a toaster. It's got to actually be kind of cool and well designed. So, uh, but it does a really nice job. I mean, I have one of these things, and oh my god, I mean, it it totally makes a difference in your house. It's around the house. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source and healthy home source every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. I'm Eric G, Caroline B right next to us here. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Good, good. Man, it is a wonderful day, and we've got a fun show ahead. With Mark Mancillo, we have him from April Air. Welcome to Around Woo-hoo! the House, brother. Mark. Hey, happy, happy to be here. I'm Mark M. Woo-hoo! Mark M. There we Love go. <laughs> well, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of healthy air in your home. And I know there's probably so much I'm going to learn from from both of you guys today because you guys are much more the experts with this today. Let's talk a little bit about April Air because, man, you guys have a good thing going over there. We, I mean, we are the originators. We started in 1938. Do you believe that? 1938 wow. we got into wow. this gig. Used to be called Research Products and then... Uh, We've done a few really cool things, like we invented and patented the whole home humidifier. That was a good one. Smart. (laughs) Came up with the first pleated filter. So we've been really doing a lot of stuff for a lot of years. And we are basically the, you know, the indoor air quality product authority uh, in America. It's a cool, cool company. And I love what we do. And we all know, too, now because of COVID, um, you know, whether people like it or not, but it's really forced indoor air quality to the forefront, right? And we realize how important it is now. Um, even though people like you and I, Mark, were educating people long before COVID, now it seems like everybody's kind of on board that we have to do something. 
Yeah, you're right, Carolyn. I mean, the industry has really taken a shift. It's now sort of being pulled by the consumer. I mean, consumers understand it's not an indoor air quality accessory. It's an indoor air quality necessity. And the contractors in this industry are sort of being pulled by the homeowners because homeowners are super smart. I mean, think about it. Mm -hmm. They've had, what, a year and a half to sit online in their house doing nothing, (laughs) researching stuff. So. So contractors need to be as smart as the customers now. And that's where this indoor air quality thing is just taken off. It is, but it's interesting. You know, Mark, you and I were talking about before uh, before the show, kind of in the green room, we were chatting that like in my area in Oregon and Washington, we still have not, re- even though we've got plenty of humidity on the west side of the state, we have not embraced the theory of taking the humidity out of the air yet. And you were giving yeah. me a crazy statistic about you guys do a better job in Milwaukee than we do in two other states. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it has to do. Remember, there's sort of a, a linchpin in this industry. We're a manufacturer. Homeowners know a lot of information. There's always an HVAC contractor that's kind of in the middle there. And some of these guys are super progressive. They talk about indoor air quality. But a lot of times they don't even give the customer a chance to say no. So, you know, I've done surveys with homeowners and, you know, I, I forgot the numbers, but roughly 90 percent of consumers who don't get an indoor air quality product when they buy a new furnace or an air conditioner. The number one reason is because nobody told them. And that that's the problem is we need to really work on our contractor base to at least educate the homeowners and give them a chance to say no. That's the problem. And as an indoor air quality professional and an environmental consultant, which was my background, I mean, I've seen 30,000 houses in my career, you know, a span of 20 years. What's interesting is that um, it is education, right? So when we go in to yeah. look at these, the homeowners need that handholding. They need to be told like, okay, this is why you need to do that. Or you need to control humidity so you don't have dust mites, so you don't have mold, so you don't have bugs. And once they get that concept, they're completely on board, Mark, right? So they go, oh, now I get it. So it's that education piece is really important to the healthy home model, which is, you know, obviously what I've pushed for 20 years. So. No, no, you're spot on. I mean, it's not, look, you don't have to sell indoor air quality to anything. A sale is just something that happens mm-hmm. when the homeowner has enough information to say, well, that makes sense to me. I'll put one of those in. It's really that simple. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So you know, I- you and I were talking as well. It's amazing how people sense humidity and heat. And let's talk a little bit about that because the human body is kind of amazing at how it can sense all these different things. And and humidity and heat are are very closely related inside your home. Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, when I talk to people, I say, you know, the human skin We can really feel three things. We can feel motion, we can feel movement over our skin, and we can feel temperature, and we can feel RH. And relative humidity, we feel pretty much the same as heat. It's just a math equation. You know, 4% RH feels to the human skin like one, one degree. So basically, you know, instead of just changing the temperature, just change the RH. It does exactly the same thing to the human body. Fascinating. Fascinating. I mean... I grew up in, in eastern Washington, which is desert, and over there, they still use, in some older homes, swamp coolers yep. to cool with. But the problem is, is that they'll take that old home and put new siding and windows in it and haven't upgraded their system, and now they're pumping in horrific amounts of humidity to make it feel cooler, mm-hmm. but it can cause yeah. so many other indoor air problems. 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you think about it in the United States, if you look at, you know, Miami Beach, if you've ever been to Miami Beach, it's like wearing a wet electric blanket <laughs> on high. It just, it's horrible <laughs> down there. Disgusting. So, so the, at, at 95 degrees, the RH, you know, the relative humidity, if you will, is 80%. But the same day you could be in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's 95 degrees and the RH is 13% you feel completely different at the same temperature. So while we talk a lot about how dehumidifiers can help you be healthy in your home, there's a dozen other reasons why you want to put a dehumidifier in. And it's all sort of, if you're going for health, you get extra layers of fun because a dehumidifier does so many more things. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Eric, I'm going to, I'm going to deviate a little bit, but you know, we've got to ask Mark our questions about music. You we got need to it. know what Mark's into. Uh-huh. We've been talking to music today. through with the first hour. Yeah, we're talking music for the first hour. And so now with you, Mark, we want to know summer concerts. Like, what are you? Are, are you? Do you like old school? Do you like new school? Do you like, you know, pop? What, what is your what is your genre of music? Well, I, if you looked at my iPad, you'd see nothing but old school. You'd see the Allman Brothers, Led Zeppelin, Stevie Ray Vaughan. You'd see uh, the Rolling Stones. You'd see Yes. You'd see Led Zeppelin. So it's definitely old school. That's my and and I live in Wisconsin, so we have Summerfest. Oh which is like a million people (laughs) attend the coolest concert in America. And it it might be back on again this year. Nice. So, um, yeah, Uh, I I was at, uh, I saw an outdoor concert. My favorite one, because you were talking about outdoor, it was the Rolling Stones. But the leadoff to both of them, check this out, was Chaka Khan and Billy Preston. Wow. That was the weirdest concert ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was the Rolling Stones. So it was a great concert. You know, we didn't really know who she was. And then Billy Preston, you know, we go around yeah. in circles and everybody in county stadiums. And then, of course, Mick Jagger came out and just knocked the house down. I had a weird one, which is uh, even wild because it's actually where I met my wife at. So it was the Pabst Blue Ribbon Festival in Portland. And it was Ice T, Nathaniel Rateliff, and the Night Sweats, (laughs) and Duran Duran. (laughs) What a mix. (laughs) Well, like those were the only guys that were free that day, right? So they brought them all in. But it brought everybody together. It was kind of cool because you had just the the audience diversity was amazing. It was not your, it was not (laughs) your country fest. It was not your rock fest. It was just this wild mix of of two stages on either end. It was super cool, but it was like, that's a wild mix. It was great show. Cause it was, you know, just a wide range, which is my background anyway. But again, one of those wild shows of like, Ooh, okay. I'm not sure if I would have put that one together. <laughs> it, worked. it worked. It worked. And then worked. Eric, no, Eric knows me. Cause I have the, the, the strangest. I mean, I like every type of music you can imagine. So I'm a guns and roses, GNR, um, Justin and I'll switch Bieber. over to Bieber. So my t- <laughs> my big concerts this year are going to be GNR with Mammoth because obviously I was a big Eddie Van Halen fan. So in my home, we have a rock and roll memorabilia room that has everything you can imagine from signed. <laughs> Tawny Katane has now made the wall because of her recent passing. And we have uh, obviously Eddie and Angus Young is there. And so we have a lot of signed stuff and it's really cool. It's like a cool place. And so we're real into music and so that's why I ask you lots of fun questions about it. That's awesome. That's great stuff. <laughs> we have a good time with music in this show. It's it's a lot of fun. I used to play in Seattle rock bands in the 90s and 2000s. So uh, I used to do that. So that was my really? little, little musical genre through there. So 
got a lot of people. So do you remember? <laughs> do you remember most of that period? Or I do. Really? I mean, here's what's funny is that a lot of it was, and I'll I'll be honest. There was I, we're out having fun, you know, playing. But you had so many people that could show up at a show. You know, you're sitting there having a good time at a show, and I remember sitting there at my friend Carrie's uh, uh, CD release party, and I'm like, who's the t- TV crew here? You know, when you're having cocktails and there's a TV crew in your face, it's like, all right, because we're all at this big table. I mean, we've got the guys from Pearl Jam in there. So it's it, it was like a who's who of Seattle rock in there. And I'm like, Carrie, who's that? She goes, oh, it's Good Morning America. They're doing a piece for, for the news tomorrow. And I'm like, I am done having cocktails for the night because I am not going to be that. <laughs> Good Morning America in the morning, making a fool out of myself. And I think the dumbest thing there's I did that night D. was buy around. And I'm like, OK, I got a million dollars worth of on almost every seat in this table here and I'm the one buying cocktails. I just need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun stuff. Well, let's get back to indoor air quality a little bit. Otherwise, this is going to be the rock show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Absolutely. There's nothing we can wrong do both. We do both. We do both in this genre. So that's the good part. Well, we're going to be doing a contest giveaway. Should I uh, give away a hint for that? Or I think what we should do is. Yeah, yeah. No. no okay. We're going to make no. you guys wait Mark, a little nah, bit longer. Nah. We'll make you wait a little no. bit longer. That's the good part. You've got to listen to us longer. You got it. So yeah. coming up, we'll give away that code. you got to pay yeah, the so piper. We're going, give, yeah. we're going to be doing a great <laughs> okay. giveaway. Shall we talk about the giveaway for a minute? And then uh, we'll give that code a little bit yeah. later because you'll have to put that code on the website to make sure that. Uh, we know that you're actually listening and you're not some bot out there pretending to win. <laughs> you're a bot. Just a third of a yeah, bot. Yeah, it's a great piece. <laughs> I'm going to see Sticks in like three weeks. Nice. Nice. At the Balloon Festival. Huge Balloon Fest. I can't wait. It's my first concert back. So Sticks it is. Aren't, aren't those guys, aren't they like 80 years <laughs> yeah. old? I mean, they've got to be. They take stem cell. There's no stem cell growth hormone. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the only lead singers that use a teleprompter, right? <laughs> it's hey, hey, yeah, no. absolutely. It sticks. <laughs> I actually had the funny that uh, t- no. to dive in on that the the teleprompter thing. I was interviewing our friend David Applebaum, and he said that I think it was Frank Sinatra that had that had invented the teleprompter for concerts because he was getting up there in age, and he actually uh, actually had. Had that put together so he could remember his entire catalog when he was, you know, getting up there in age. And uh, <laughs> now so many rock stars use it now because why? Now that I think about it, I think they're getting up there in age. <laughs> well, at least I, they're doing yeah, it. Yep, I didn't Come know. On. I love it. I didn't know that was a thing. That's pretty cool, Eric. <laughs> I mean, you see it. Uh, you see live. You'll see. Uh, you know, Aerosmith. I saw they had that on stage one time. You know, uh, so there's a lot of different bands that use that that are in the what I call the more. Yeah, and they have it on, yeah, the, floor. It's on the floor. It looks like a they stage have it running monitor. on the floor. I saw it. I, yeah, I can't remember. I think I don't think it was Goo Goo Dolls that had it, but somebody I think Rob Thomas or one of the Matchbox 20 might have had it. You know, we should talk a little bit about the giveaway because <laughs> this is going to be epic. And if I didn't have something in my house, I'd be like, how do I win? It's pretty <laughs> trick. Well, Eric, you can't win. For one, you're not allowed to win. You're not allowed. So Eric. poor form. Poor <laughs> form. Poor form. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think one of the lucky 
audience members is going to win a pretty cool, super high-end whole home air purifier uh, from April Air. I mean, this thing is the Mac Daddy. This is getting rid of pollen, dander, viruses, bacteria, all that kind of stuff. It'll do, Pet. you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a cool piece and it, it's uh, and it's really neat looking too. It is. It looks really great. I was so shocked when I, I, I haven't seen it yet. And so I was like, wow, that's awesome. We put pictures yeah, up on social like media. It looks like a suitcase. Yeah. yeah it's, With it's, lights. It's, it's got a yeah. very high visual acceptance factor. I mean, think about it. You're putting it in your home. It can't you know, look like a toaster. It's got to actually be <laughs> kind of cool and well-designed. So, um, But it does a really nice job. I mean, I have one of these things. And, oh, my God, I mean, it, it totally makes a difference in your house. That thing is awesome. And for any of you on the West Coast, when we're coming into fire season, <laughs> uh, this is going to be. Yeah, and actually, if our fire season gets bad, any of you in the central U.S. will also get our fire season. So, uh, you know, half the country gets affected by our West Coast wildfires out there. So this is a great way to uh, get some of that clean so you don't have smokers lung in this, <laughs> you know, from the from the smoke every year so and then, it can be tough out there and then for all you new york new jersey la people we've got lots of particulate now we're back in motion after covid19 so we're going to have high levels of particulate and pollution and you know that these affect our gene states they affect our health so high levels of particulate can activate things like alzheimer's so the more you can use a hepa uh, purifier the better you will be especially if you're over the age of 65 so you want to increase that filtration to help be healthier that's my little health tip <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Got to go to the expert. Yeah. Thanks, Caroline. Well, let's talk about that E-Series that we were talking about before we were recording here. I want to talk about, and Caroline, too, you've been talking about this commercial grade dehumidifier. Let's dive into that one because that's an important subject for that. So, you know, we're always telling clients that they need dehumidification. And so it's really important. One, we're, we want to reduce mold, right? That's the basic thing. When you reduce your moisture, you're going to cut off a mold source. You're going to reduce mycotoxins that are produced by those molds so they don't go crazy. You're also going to reduce bugs and you're going to reduce dust mites. But not all dehumidifiers are the same. So now I'm going to throw it to Mark and Mark's going to tell you what what you're getting when you buy an E-Series or any kind of commercial grade dehumidifier versus one you're going to just go pick up at a local hardware store. Um, you know, they are different and you need to know what you're getting and, and why you need to get the appropriate unit for your home. Yeah, I mean, there there's a, a dramatic difference between the two. I mean, the only thing that a, a, a big box store dehumidifier and an April Air whole home dehumidifier have in common is the word dehumidifier. Mm -hmm. But that's where the similarities end. Um, it's, it's much like if you're going to buy the very best pair of work boots you needed for your job and you bought them at Payless Shoe Store. I mean, that's literally the di uh, Sorry, Payless didn't want to rip you, but they're out of business anyway. I was going to say, they're not around. Yeah, so I can pick on them. Um, they're very distinct differences and, you know, without getting super technical, the big difference between a whole home and a portable is a portable dehumidifier will dehumidify basically a little circle around the dehumidifier. And then once that circles at whatever the RH is set it at, it turns off. The RH encapsulates that portable again, and it just comes on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. And they cycle so many times, they use a lot more electricity 
than than even the old April Air series. And the problem with the portables, you guys, is it's not so much the pints per day thing. That's just kind of how they market these things. It's how much air is getting blown through the dehumidifier. So if you think about it, a portable dehumidifier, if you put your hand in front of it, you can barely feel the air. It's like 10 to 20 cubic feet per minute, which is very, very tiny. An April sure. air would literally have 15 times as much air going through it as mm-hmm. a portable. So the real equation is not pints, it's the amount of airflow. So one April air whole home commercial unit is equivalent to roughly 12 to 15 of these little portable units. And that's really the big difference between a whole home versus a portable. And especially if you start to get large homes, like certain people that, you know, when we work on their homes, they've got 6,000 square feet to 12,000 square feet to, I mean, you know, a big, the biggest house I've ever worked on was 100,000 square feet. So in these big homes, you've got to have something that's going to push a lot of air around. So the larger units, yeah. and, and, and there's big units, like they're making large, large units for people who don't understand dehumidification now, but you can really get things that are quite substantial with CFM, your fan size. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got pieces that are, that are doing 130 pounds of water a day and they can do a 7,000 square foot home. I mean, that's just immense. Portables are, like I said, they're a tiny little circle around the portable and I've been into people's homes and I'm sure you have too, Carolyn, where they've got four or five of these little pieces of junk in their basement and they're, and they still and have a smelly basement. High. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. It's a and, and energy is a big, a big deal. So um, we want to kind of talk about the E-series. Um, but pers- historically, you know, the April air dehumidifiers have been rock solid for many years. Our, our, you know, we call them the 1800 series. They're the best darn dehumidifiers on the planet. But April air really never rests on its laurels because we're like, let's make them better. Let's yeah. make them better. And one of the ways to make them better is to make them use less electricity. That's a good thing for everybody. Correct. So that's energy what the, the E, yeah, the E stands for efficiency or energy star. So that's really the big difference. Um, to put it in a nutshell, the units that we are producing now use about 23% less electricity than the ones prior, which is a huge savings. Wow. Yeah, that's big, great. big time. Big time. That's a big difference. And guy, think about somebody running, let's say they're running four of the portable ones in their basement. <laughs> yep. I've seen it. And those those generally, and I'm going to use a very general comment, those generally are designed to not really have much thought about energy usage. That's not one of the big marketing things of those. And so most of them are that way. So all of a sudden you're burning. I mean, it pays for itself pretty quickly to put the right unit in and to deal with this correctly. Yeah, you're right. And we've done some studies. Um, you know, I'm not going to mention any name brands, but if you took the average portable out of somebody's basement and just shoved in an April air and just turned it on, they're going to save about $200 in electricity a year just by swapping the two units. And like we said, there are people that have three in their basement. Yep. So there is a payback in energy over a few years. You know, some of these April air dehumidifiers, if they're replacing a poorly designed portable, people are going to get their money back after a couple of years in energy savings. And then it's all gravy after that. I was just going to say last year, you know, I, I moved into the house that we have and I knew I was doing my remodels and I, I had two of the portable air conditioners that were running and man, those just hit my energy bill hard. Now I've got enough home technology with my new heating and cooling system. It's using 20% of the electricity to do the whole house. 
And it's amazing how fast these things start to pay for themselves when you do it right. The other thing I was going to add, too, about the demonification is that with these particular units with April Air, you're also getting a filtration component. And so what I like is when they go into a house, anytime you can filter and use something that's over a MERV-8, it's applying another filtration level to the home because you can only get so much out of the HVAC. If your HVAC isn't on, if you're not utilizing it, temperature conditions outside are you know comfortable. I like to be filtering in different ways. So a dehumidifier is a great way for me to add filtration when I'm looking at how can I improve a home. And then also I can do it with vacuum. So any place I can put a filter. So you can talk about that, Mark, too, like how the benefit of that. So we're reducing particulate, helping to improve wellness as well with, with the filtration component. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of creepy stuff down in basements. And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff in a house kind of settles down into the basement. So it's not uncommon with these April air dehumidifiers that every six months when you take the filter out of it, it you'll spray out just a ton of horrible stuff and you, that stuff goes down the drain. That's something you, you don't get on a portable. And the problem with a portable, because there's no filtration, the coils get all plugged up with hair and dirt and yuck on there. And the thing really doesn't do anything. So that's a really good point, Carolyn, that the April air dehumidifiers have a reusable filter that really makes a huge, huge difference. That's a good point. You know, especially in basements, you know, you think about basements, many homes, you know, older homes, it's a fairly unconditioned space, right? And so that might be the only air filtration that you have in that entire basement when upstairs is pretty conditioned. The basement, uh, it's getting some ancillary, but really it's not, usually there's not an air return or anything down there. It's mostly upstairs. That can be a huge difference just putting that simple filtration. No, Eric and I were talking about, I think it was in the earlier hour, about how people have these basements and crawl spaces and they just think if they don't go down there and they don't look at it, there's no issue, right? They just ignore it. So then they end up getting all kinds (laughs) of issues down there. And, you know, a lot of ductwork runs through the basement. It runs through your crawl space. So you'll end up pulling this stuff up through, you know, ducts that aren't hermetically sealed. So, you know, it's important for people to realize you have to address these spaces, even if you don't go in them from a living standpoint. Yeah, we we try to make it really simple for contractors and for homeowners. Um, We really, you know, our dehumidifiers have collars so that you can connect them to the ductwork of the home. And that's a really good idea. However, if there's no returns or supplies or ductwork in the basement, it really doesn't make any sense to do that because if you connect it to the ductwork, the upstairs is going to be wonderful, but the problem is still the basement. The water's still coming in, the humidity. So about 90% of the of our products are just sitting in somebody's basement. They're plugged in. They're set to 50%. They get the basement at 50% and the whole house is at 50%. The AC works so much better. Um, and like Eric and I were talking about, you know, one of the things that homeowners say to us, and I know this is true, that, you know, in the summertime in New Jersey, it's super hot upstairs and it's colder downstairs, right? That's the perception of upstairs temperature. If -hmm. you literally took a reading upstairs, it's maybe a degree or two difference. The real difference is it's 25% more humid (laughs) upstairs. So if you put a dehumidifier in the basement and get everything at 50, all of a sudden that perception of that upstairs temperature it goes away over time because now it's only about a degree or so difference. It's the humidity that people are feeling. So that's another mm-hmm. benefit to just throwing it in, into into the basement. Exactly. And we get a lot of condensation in the Northeast, right? In climates, mm-hmm. in particular climates that all have four seasons. If you have four seasons and you have a basement, you need a dehumidifier. 
Because what happens yep. is when you come out of that winter time, that block is cold, that space is cold, but then you get an influx of this warm air that comes in, the two things meet and you're going to condense on these colder surfaces. So we'll see it on tile. We'll see it happening. People always say to me, well, I don't understand. I don't, I never had a leak in my basement. Why do I have mold? And we say, because it comes from water vapor. You don't have to have a leak. It's a misconception. You do not need leaks to have a mold issue. The two things are, are not synonymous. So you get it right. just from this four seasons change. And that's why everybody needs one pretty much. I mean, you know, there's some places, Eric and I were talking, right, Eric, that you can get away with maybe, but even down in places where I work on homes in Arizona, they're getting the rainy season and they're getting concrete flooding and all things that happen that come up. I had a client who had uh, cracks in their foundation. The foundation had moved from extensive rainstorms, you know, during the rainy season in uh, Scottsdale and they had a mold issue coming up. So it's really interesting. Everywhere you go, you really need a DHU now. I don't think there's any exceptions. I was at this law office probably five years ago because they had a smell inside their basement. They didn't know what it was, but they knew it was bad. And a couple of people had gone in there, you know, they had a plumber come in. They weren't sure what it was. And I was helping out a buddy's foundation company. And I went down there. We pulled, they had one big wall. It was a concrete wall, older house that had been converted into a law office. No signs of leaks. They had stacked all their legal records <laughs> in higher end legal boxes, floor to ceiling up against the foundation wall. So humidity, exact same thing. They had a nice heating and cooling system in there. We pulled those away and it was like somebody put black carpet on the wall Gross. in the entire yeah. thing. Yeah. And they had a massive cleanup just because no one was paying attention to humidity in that basement and they weren't getting airflow between the uh, between those boxes and that cold concrete wall. Absolutely. The, the trick is the basement. I tell homeowners all the time, put in the basement, set it to 50%, solves all your problems upstairs, makes the smell go away. And Carolyn will know this, that mycotoxin, which is the gas that the mold plant is building up to send its mold spores out. That's how it spreads. It's the gas that smells. It's actually called fruiting, I think is the technical term. You know, a, a, a guy told me the reason that mycotoxin, which is the gas that a mold plant puts out smells is because mold is marking its territory because other mold can smell it, which seemed weird as heck to me that mold can smell other mold. I don't know if that's true, but if you get the RH in a home below 59% RH, mold can't create mycotoxin. And that's why a basement doesn't smell if you put a dehumidifier down there and keep it below 40 or 59% RH. Molds are like super cool. Like people think I'm nuts. I've been doing mold for, I don't know, what, 20 some years. And it's amazing, but they're super smart and they're colonizers. So when you clean yeah. up mold, for example, and you only touch one part of it, say you have a whole basement, it'll signal to the other mold. So it'll say we're being attacked. Now, if that mold has the ability, not all molds can produce mycotoxin, only some can. But if it, it signals to it and it can, it'll start throwing out all this mycotoxin saying we're being attacked and it'll tell the other molds to do it and activate them. That's why it's really important when you do a remediation or a cleanup, you do the whole thing at once. You don't want to piecemeal it. So it's kind of amazing there. You know, these creatures have been around since the beginning of time. Um, and, and also a caveat to that, molds produce a couple things. They produce volatile organics, which are called MVOCs, which are um, chemicals just like paint. That's what you actually smell. And that's the odor that they start releasing for lots of various reasons. It's kind of like smoking cigarettes in your home. And they also can produce mycotoxin if they have the ability. And that's what we call those toxic molds or those hydrophilic fungi. We call them the ones that have that ability to really make you sick. Um, but not all molds do. But regardless of the type, you know, you don't want it there and you don't want it proliferating. And the easy way to get rid of it is humidity control for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing we talk about is dehumidifiers tend to do the heavy lifting in the morning and the evening when the air conditioner is not running and in the spring and the fall. Um, it, it's funny, the, the month that we sell the most dehumidifiers in America, believe it or not, is the end of September and the beginning of October. It's because yeah. everybody's air conditioner has turned off and the and RH is going now. like crazy. Exactly. So they're like, oh, my. And you can't set your thermostat to 60, for gosh sake. So the dehumidifier is a big uh, spring and fall product. Isn't that weird, Mark? Because like people always say to me, oh, you must do so much crazy business in the middle of the summer. And I say, we really don't because the ground is warm. The air is warm. Yep. There isn't these differentials. But, oh, my God, from I like you said, September on to Christmas. That is our yeah. busy season and it's out of control. Eric, like you'll see, it's just like, and it's strange because you're like, who's buying dehumidifiers at Christmas time? And people are doing it because they've got mold all over their basements. It's insane. Yeah. You know, we've been talking basements. Crawl spaces have that same rule. That air still makes it up in your house. Even though we're talking basements here for the last few minutes, crawl spaces still have those same issues. And it's even more of a forgotten space in the basement. That's right. Yeah, I, I think crawl spaces have the issue even more because basically, if you look at it, it's in a lot of these, it's just a dirt floor. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's Mother Earth, and the stuff evaporates in the crawl space. It goes. I, I just read a study. I think it was Renews It Air Cleaners did it. I have to dig it up. They said that eighty percent of the odors in a home come from the crawl space. So along with that humidity, the odors down there actually rise through the building. And one of the neat things that homeowners realize is when they encapsulate the crawl space, you know, get it super tight, drop a dehumidifier in there, you know, the odors disappear for mm -hmm. one thing. And then they also have a, a bump in their AC upstairs because they can now raise the thermostat five to six degrees and feel exactly the same. The because same. You know, it's exactly the same. The EPA says what? Every 4% RH is equivalent to one degree Fahrenheit. Every one degree Fahrenheit, you can move your thermostat. You save 4% on your energy bill. It's just a math equation. Change the RH and you can save money. That's that's a great tip right there. That's a great tip. I had a house that I lived in with a crawl space here before I bought this one. And even in the summertime, I'd get down on the crawl space under there and I had the, it wasn't encapsulated and uh, we were getting out of it, so I wasn't going to spend any more money on this thing. We were just trying to get out of it. But going across the crawl space, if you walked across it or kind of crawled through it because there's some space down there, you could feel the clay dirt underneath there was so moist. It was like I was literally walking across plastic on a modeling clay because your hand yeah. and knees <laughs> or feet would sink in. Yeah. And it was always a battle in that home. I actually had the first year we were in there. The AC was running and we had, I had a problem where the drain came out. It was starting to erode away the dirt on that side because of the water coming out of that AC, that AC condenser. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, you know, we talked to homeowners about, you know, the average life of an air conditioner in Miami Beach is about six or seven years tops because it's so humid mm -hmm. and it's using all of its BTUs up to remove latent energy to get rid of water. It can barely cool the place down but you can take the same thing in phoenix arizona where it's 95 degrees and 15 percent rh an ac out there lasts sometimes 16 17 18 years under the same temperature conditions because it doesn't have to remove all that moisture because an air conditioner is a dehumidifier in some respects not a very good one but it still does it um 
So a lot of times what they do is by putting a dehumidifier in, a lot of contractors call that the first stage of air conditioning. If they can get your house to 50% RH, the AC works so much better, better. because it doesn't mm -hmm. have to use all of its energy to get rid of water. So there's just, I could go on and on for days know, about it's, all the it's, zillions it's of reasons. Yep. It, it so, really, but if you're in a humid area, then if you wanted to extend that life of that expensive equipment that you've got, you're yep. better off putting in that dehumidifier to deal with that because that is by far going to be your cheapest one energy savings and two comfort three is in increasing the lifespan of that equipment. Yeah, you got it, brother. You got it. Mm. If you if you're in Miami and you can put a dehumidifier in there, you can turn your house into Phoenix. I mean, and then your air conditioner lasts a way lot longer. So there's a lot of reasons, again, for the dehumidifier. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Should we talk about the giveaway, guys? Yes, of course. Mm. We know everybody's been hanging on waiting for us to talk about free stuff. We've had people hanging now. <laughs> we should probably tease us a little bit. Let's talk about the unit again here one more time. And so people know what we're going to be giving away over the next two weeks. And just so you guys know, you're going to go over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. We're going to give you a code word. That code word you put in there so we know that you're uh, not RoboCop or something out there. And uh, that way you can have a chance to enter. And then we will, uh, after next weekend's show, we will uh, pick that. And then you will get this amazing unit that's going to help your indoor air quality. Yeah, it's basically April Air's... Uh you know, sort of Mac Daddy portable air cleaner, and it's a whole mm -hmm. home portable. Yeah, it's a nice piece. We're talking, you know, HEPA type particulate. I mean, we're talking viruses and particles. Um, here, I'll get all nerdy on you. This thing captures 96% <laughs> of particulate at 0.3 microns. That's what's called a MERV 16. You guys, to put that into perspective, if you take a postage stamp, and you slice it into 76,000 little slices, each one of those is 0.3 microns, which is wicked small. And this air cleaner that you're going to win will capture 96% of them. Yay, good thing. And then what I'm going to tell That's you awesome. is, if you use this purifier, ladies, men, it will help you from activating gene states. And you'll hear me say this all the time. Alzheimer's, BRCA gene, breast cancer, all of these things get activated when you have high levels of particulate. So it is key to be filtering the air, especially if you live in areas of the country, big metropolitan areas like Los Angeles, uh, Houston, Miami, New York, Chicago. You have to be using HEPA filtration for health. Yeah, you guys, there's just so much creepy stuff in the air in your home. If you were just to go to like the cabinet where you keep your cleaning supplies or under the sink, just read the label once. You're going to see... <laughs> Ethylene glycol, formaldehyde, benzene. You're going to see xylene, tetrachloroethylene. I don't know what that is, but it scares the hell out of me. I don't want that in my house. I want to have an air cleaner that gets rid of that stuff. Eric, this is where Carolyn's going to make fun of me now. Oh, my gosh. She knows, earlier, what, she knows what every one of these things is, doesn't she? Earlier in, so episode. Earlier in the episode. Yeah, earlier in the episode, I probably should have had my glasses on and I was reading my can of brake clean in my garage and maybe I used the wrong word for that chemical in the brake He goes, there's tetracycline in this. And I go, what, Eric? There's antibiotic in the brake clean? Wait. Yeah, inject it into yourself. That'll help with COVID, right? So, you know, I made fun of Caroline last week with the wasps, and now, of course, 
I have to take it because I deserve that one. And if you notice, I got my glasses on today. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. You know, what? what is it, Carolyn? The EPA says the air outside your home is 100 times better than the air in your home. Yes. You know, how about we just do this? How about we just bring the fresh air in our homes and ventilate and then say the air in our homes is the same as the air outside? <laughs> I mean, that would seem to solve all the problems. And that's kind of what fresh air Until humans is. get involved, Mark, you know, yeah, humans exactly. get involved the- and we decide we want to use air freshener we want to use sanitizing wipes we want to paint five times a year because we're sick of the color we want to look at eric behind you he wants to have brake clean in his in his store in his (laughs) for what reason i don't know he's got brake clean in his house but he's got it and every other chemical and all you men out there you love to store this stuff you do and the women we get all worked up we're like get this junk out of here we're like and you're like now we need it in case the world comes to an end i'm gonna need my brake clean (laughs) <laughs> what if you need well, to clean I got your it brakes? I do brakes on my car. Yeah, yeah I'm that's what you'll be worried about when the world's coming to an end. <laughs> yeah, that's what yep. you'll be worried about, Eric. Brake clean. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There I'm we busting go. you guys, but you guys love to store stuff. I have to admit, you're worse than us with shoes. We well, do. I mean, it's the, here's the hard part with that stuff. Of course, you know every every few years I'm doing brakes on one of my classic cars or one of the vehicles out there and stuff, but. I should be storing that out in the shed, which is I've got to uh, I got to do that to get it out of my garage, which, yes, could leak into my house pretty easily. So uh, that's something that uh, Caroline's got me working on as a is <laughs> a priority, getting those getting that shelf of all those automotive chemicals and cleaning cleaning chemicals outside the uh, you know envelope of the house. But right now I need the wasp spray. So see if I had it in in the building, I would be spraying this wasp that's chasing me. <laughs> So, yeah, I bet you there's a I little know? bit of form. There's formaldehyde and benzene and that <laughs> yeah. stuff. That's for sure. Yes, thank. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, no, I was going to say, what uh, what have we not talked about today that uh, we should uh, be talking about with you guys? Because you guys are a wide ranging company in what you guys do. Oh, I, you know, we've been in this indoor air quality game for, you know, 50 years. We're going to be in it for the next 50 years. We've always said, look, Fresh air ventilation, air purification, and humidity control is the answer to everything. And we've always said that. We've always supported that. We do a lot of fresh air ventilation products. You know, we could talk about that forever. But one of the neat things about this company, I'll be very honest with you, we don't sit and vent stuff and tell people that you should have this because we said so. We follow ASHRAE, the EPA, the American Lung Association, the CDC, Berkeley Labs, we follow these guys in the science guidelines and we basically make product that deliver what they say people need. And that's what I like about this company is we're not the people inventing it. We're just supplying the product that meets the legitimate needs. I mean, we Mm -hmm. follow the science, if you will. That's great. I think we should give this thing away. Give the code away. What do you think? It's all uh, up to I Mark. think we should I think we should just do that old school. Matter of fact, <laughs> that's the word. Old school. It's two words actually. So, so let's the repeat secret, that, folks. The password the, is old school. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So head yeah. over to aroundthehouseonline.com. There's a tab that says contest. It's right there on the top bar go in there fill out your information because if we don't know who you are we can't get a hold of you and uh fill it out and uh old school is the name drop that in the line it's very clear hit enter enter to win 
That's All right, true. Mark. So what's the best way for people to track you guys down? Well, I mean, we have a really, really cool consumer website. That would be AprilAir.com. If you're an HVAC contractor or a distributor, we have a website called AprilAirPartners.com. Lots of great information there. For all you consumers who are looking for one of these, if you go to that AprilAir.com website, you can click on a little thing that says Find a Pro, put in your zip code. We'll give you all sorts of really cool guys who we've trained. They know what they're doing. They're cool folks like the people in this meeting. They'll help you with your indoor air quality products. And I bet, Caroline, you probably know where somebody can get some of this product. I mean, you'd be a great resource, right? Oh, they can get it right from us. <laughs> HealthyHomeExpert.com. Woohoo, my That's healthy right. home. You call us up. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we, we're really proud of, and thank you for that. Um, you know, we're an old American company. We make everything in Poinette, Wisconsin. We've been here all the time um you know we're u.s old made yeah, it's it's old school man it's old school <laughs> and uh, <laughs> old school yep it's old school so no we appreciate everything and uh great company to work for a lot of different products but uh carolyn will tell you right now control the humidity in your home that's the single most important thing you can do then start filtering out all the icky stuff but you need to get the humidity under control because guess what in october november it's going to be the other side of humidity. You need to put some humidity into your home because that's going to be just as important as getting rid of it um, in your home right now. Yeah, it's true. We're probably one of the only places in the country where our humidity in our homes is worse in the wintertime out here in, in, in my little microclimate because that's our rainy season. So even though we've got the heat, the heat still doesn't take it out because we could ha- we've had 45 50 days of constant rain here in the Pacific Northwest. That's, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So even though I'm begging for my heat to take out the humidity, there's a lot of people out there that aren't controlling it well. So they're turning on their AC just to try to gain the control of it when they could be putting in a dehumidifier. I know. Isn't it funny? No, Carolyn, you, I've walked into people's homes in the summertime. I was just in St. Louis last week. We went into a customer's home. It was 63 degrees in there. I mean, I was freezing. I'm like, what do you, you know what she was trying to do? She was trying to get rid of the humidity. Emi- and the only she was way raising. she knew how to do that was lowering the temperature, lowering the temperature, lowering the temperature. Because a, like I said, an air conditioner is sort of a dehumidifier, but you got to change the temperature. And, and Eric, you're right. Don't do that. Just put a dehumidifier Humidifier. in there and solve the problem. That's how you do it. Well, we'll have to bring Mark, Mark back. Mark, you're on. so awesome, Mark. We'll have to bring Mark back for the in the fall time so we can talk about how you have to add a little bit of moisture back in, especially for virus and flus, especially with COVID and Delta variant and all the stuff we're going to be dealing with. We want to keep that at a minimum. So also keeping humidity in the right range will help you reduce viruses for sure. So we need to talk about that in the fall. Well said. I agree. Well, thank you. Look, it's been a pleasure. I've, I've followed you guys before. You guys are really cool. You get it. And thank God there are people like you that are helping people understand what they need in their home. And, and God bless what you do. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for coming on the inaugural episode so, of Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B. You have now set the bar. <laughs> Everybody deserves healthy air. Yay, April air. <laughs> And I said bar. So there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll drink to that. (laughs) I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. You've been listening to Around Around the the House. House. Somewhere unseen and undiscovered. 
Eric G. from around the house. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.